So, Breanne gave a play for us this week. If y'all listened to her Fight Time on Monday, she gave us a, a play this week, which was to watch over our household. Okay, watch over our household. And so, that doesn't just mean... Um, everyone in our household, but our belief systems, watch the things that, that we're watching, watch the things that we're listening to. Hold on, I'm going to turn this down just a little bit. Okay, this is a little loud. Okay, um, over the things that we're listening to, and I want to kind of um, expound upon that. I want to say this week, for the rest of the week, watch over your mind be watchful of everything every thought um, every negative emotion everything that is entering into your mind and specifically what i want to target today is envy okay um i've been doing a go or reading a devotional and it has been um over this topic over envy and jealousy and I think it's really, really important that we talk about that because in the society that we live in, you know, we can get on at any moment, get on the internet, get on Facebook, um, get on Instagram, and we're connected to people's lives. And um, it can be easy to look at the highlight reel of somebody else's life. And I think sometimes in our mind, we just automatically think that, oh, they just have it all figured out. Oh, their life is just great. And it's easy for us to um, have feelings of resentment, have feelings of jealousy, have feelings of envy towards somebody else. So that's really what I want to um, us to target today and for the rest of this week. So I'm going to tell you um, what the definition of envy is. Envy is a feeling of discontentment or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. And then I'm going to read from you what, um, just a quote from um, my devotion. So it says, envy is the root of those negative emotions like jealousy and comparison, but envy goes a step deeper. Jealousy says, I wish that I had what they have, or I wish I have what they have. But envy says, why should they have what I do not have? How come they get to have that? So envy, the difference between jealousy and envy, they're very, very similar, but envy is linked to entitlement. How come they get to have that? Why can't my life be like that? Why are they so good? Um, why is their life so good and my life's not? What did, how, how did they deserve that, but I don't? Envy hates to see other people happy, and envy rejoices when other people fail. So, you, you, I'm sure we have all at some point, raise your hand in the comments if you have ever felt that way. If, it, if, it's, if it's ever been hard for you to be happy or um, be joyful for somebody else when they have an achievement or when they're honored for something, um... It's hard sometimes to be happy for other people because sometimes we automatically relate somebody else's successes as our failure. So anytime that you think of the word envy this week, this is what I want you to think of. Envy is an attack from the enemy, okay? They both start with an E, that's why I did that. But envy is an attack from the enemy, okay? So what does the enemy do? We know, and we have all talked about this as uh, all, we've all talked about this. It's in John 10 10. We know that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. 
okay? That's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy our lives, okay? But what does envy do, okay? Envy steals your joy. Envy kills your relationships. And envy destroys your purpose and your ability to function in the way that God created you to operate, okay? So I'm just going to kind of go down the list and talk about these three. The very first one that I have is that is envy steals your joy. This is what joy is. Joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than who we are and what is happening around us. So it is a feeling in our heart. It is a feeling of hope. It is a feeling of gladness that we feel because of Jesus. It's I think it's like the second fruit of the spirit the spirit love joy okay so it's not based on our circumstances but we can only achieve joy through jesus it only comes through the power of the holy spirit okay so um in uh john 15 and 11 this is what jesus says he's talking about um the vine needing talking about how we're the vine and he or no, no sorry completely just ignore what i just said how he is the vine and we are the branches. And he says, apart from him, we cannot produce good fruit. Okay, so we cannot have joy outside of Jesus. Jesus is the only author of our joy. And so he goes on to say, he says, I have spoken these things to you that my joy, talking about God, that my joy remain in you and that your joy be made full. So in the Lord, there is fullness of hope and there is fullness of joy. God doesn't give us anything in small increments. God is there to completely fill us and leave us overflowing. Okay. He's not just going to uh, just give you a little bit just to give just to get by. His purpose for your life is to completely fill you. So to complete you, completely fill you with joy, to completely fill you with hope. So in the Lord, there is fullness of joy and there's fullness of hope. So when you allow envy to take root in your life, it's like telling God, you know what? You're not sufficient enough to fulfill me. You are not sufficient enough to fulfill me. So I'm having to go outside of you to seek for something else to continually, to continually make me happy. I'm having to go outside of God to find something else that makes me happy. So I'm telling God that you are, God, you are not enough. You are not enough to fulfill me. You are not enough to sustain me. So, but the problem is, is whenever we go outside of God to seek satisfaction, we are always going to be left empty. In Proverbs 14 and 30, it says, Jealousy is like cancer to your bones. It completely rots you from the inside out. So, um, there can be no joy left over. It completely rots out your insides. It destroys your spirit. It steals your joy. Okay? So, that's the first thing that envy does. The second thing that envy does is it kills your relationships. And I want to specifically talk about your relationships with other women, okay? The lie that we have been led to believe, the lie that the enemy has told us is she is your competition. 
that girl over there, she is your competition. And we're going to nip that in the butt right now. And we're going to say the successes of another woman, the talents of another woman, um, the achievements of another woman. Do not diminish your talents, your achievements, or your successes. So think about how many relationships, how many relationships that we could have with other women that we aren't, we aren't able to have because we're envious of them, because we're not going to want to go and reach out to somebody that we're envious of, that we're um, feeling resentment towards, that we're bitter towards. How many people is the kingdom of God not gaining because of our envy? Because we don't want to reach out to somebody else. Because we're jealous of somebody else. How many people are missing out on the kingdom of God? How many of women are having to fight battles alone? You're never going to fit the mold of somebody else. Okay? And that's going to lead me into my third one. Envy destroys your purpose. Envy destroys um, your functionality. And it says in First First Corinthians chapter twelve, it talks about how we are all the body of Christ. Okay, so um, I'm actually going to read. I'm going to read this. I think it's I'm in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse eighteen. It says, "But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just how He wanted them to be." So He's saying, "I created you." with the talents that you have, with the body that you have, with the mind that you have, and I have created you and placed you exactly where I want you to be. You don't have to go and look at somebody else and be envious of somebody else because I've created you and I have made a place for you. How awesome is that, that God did not create every single one of us to be exactly the same. But he has created and cultivated a place for each and every one of us. He says, so it's like, this is my body. It is, it is one body, but it has different parts. And each part, my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my nose, my feet, they all serve a different purpose. And that is what he's saying here in, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He's saying, even though you're all part of one body, I have created each and every single one of you to operate specifically and uniquely for your purpose that I've created you for. So let's just say, let's say God created me to be a kneecap. Okay. And one day I decide, you know what? I don't want to be a kneecap. I want to be a hand because I feel like that the hand is more noticed. I feel like that the hand is out in front of people because we talk with our hands. We shake hands. We touch people with our hands. We reach out with our hands. And I feel like, you know what? A hand is just more important than a kneecap. So, um, I decide that I don't want to be a kneecap anymore and I want to be a hand, but can a kneecap operate the way that a hand was created to operate if I took my hand off my body and put a kneecap there would it still operate the way that a hand was designed to operate no a kneecap can't pick things up a kneecap can't reach out to people a kneecap can't touch things a kneecap would there would be no use for a kneecap as a hand so when we're looking at somebody else and we're trying to live the life that somebody else has because we want that same life 
you you're never going to fit the mold of that life. You're you cannot be in the place of that person because you weren't designed and created to be in the place of that person. God didn't create you for that space. He created you for this space. You're never going to be like her. Whoever it is that you're envying. You're never going to sing like her. You're never going to be a great businesswoman like her. You're never going to be the, the super mom that that other lady is over there. Because you were designed and created for a specific and unique purpose. So not only whenever we try... Um, Whenever we try to fit the mold of somebody else, not only are we operating outside of our God-given purpose, but we have left the body of Christ disabled. Because now, if I'm a kneecap and I decide I want to go to be a hand, now my body is missing a kneecap. So, is my body going to be able to walk like it was supposed to? Is my body going to be able to run like it's supposed to? No. We have left the body of Christ disabled. When and we have left the body of Christ with a missing piece when we decide to go and live the life that somebody else has. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Last thing I'm almost done. So how do we, if we know what envy does, if we know that it steals our joy, if we know um, that it kills our relationships, and if we know that, um, that it destroys our purpose... How do we fight envy? How do we fight envy? The first step is knowing that envy takes root in your mind, okay? And your mind houses your emotions, okay? Um, so when envy takes root in your mind, not only is it having control over your mind, but it's tying itself to your emotions. And us as women, we operate a lot through our emotions, so it's dang it's dangerous when what starts out as a thought uh, or starts out as a longing if it's not taken into captivity it will completely invade your emotions so it is so important for us to take every single thought every single negative emotion into captivity because guess what what you don't what you don't evict you automatically invite what you don't cast out you automatically give permission to stay. If you don't get rid of it whenever it's a seed, guess what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to develop roots. I can't go and just pull a tree up out of the ground. Why? Because it's developed roots. And the more that you allow that spirit to feed into you, the more that you give into that spirit, then the more and stronger that those roots are going to grow and the harder it's going to be to get rid of. So what I'm telling y'all this week is to guard your mind. Now is not the time to take a break. Now is not the time to get exhausted. Now is not the time to lay down and say, you know what? I just give up. It's just too hard. Because you know what? The enemy's been at this a long time. You give him an inch. You decide to take a break. Guess what? He's going to take a mile of the territory. You rest. He pounces. If you think that you can just brush it under the rug and leave it under, leave it unaddressed, he is not going to stop. He is out to steal from you. He is out to kill you and he is completely out to destroy you. It is either defeat him or be defeated. Ladies, what I'm telling you this week is to guard your mind. 
bring those negative thoughts, bring those envious thoughts, captivate them right now in the name of Jesus and say, by the blood of Jesus, I reject you and I bind you and you have no power over me. You have uh, no presence here. I tear up your certificate and I cast it out in the name of Jesus. You have got to bring your thoughts into captivity. If you don't bring your thoughts into captivity, they are going to develop roots. And it's going to be so much harder to get rid of. It is going to be so much harder to even want to fight. So ladies, be on guard this week. I love each and every one of you. I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And be on guard against the spirit of envy. Watch over your mind this week. I love each and every one of you. And I hope uh, y'all have a great weekend and be safe. Oh, and... um. I think we're having um, this weekend. I can't remember what time it is. Maybe somebody can comment it. Um, but I think it's this weekend that we're having our family lake day. So if y'all are local and um, want to join us um, on Saturday uh, for family time at the lake, then uh, we hope to see you there and we invite you. And all right, that is all I have for y'all. Bye-bye.